Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Akuo Church, I am so excited to be with you here once again after a couple weeks off to finish out this series called Listen Up. Now in this series, we want to take a look at the one thing we can all do to get us closer to God. And we've been looking at how Jesus' words can actually change our lives. And what we do to get closer to Him is listen up. Now as I was preparing for this final service in the series, I kept on thinking about a time that I got a word, uh, a vision for this church. It started while I was the community pastor at City Tribe Church and God gave me a word to go and start a church of my own and then to go knock on the door of Redeemer Lutheran Church. That was the day that I met Pastor Mike Bailey and the day that he became an advocate and partner with us here at Akuo. And everything was going well in January of 2020. I actually stood up on stage at City Tribe and excitedly told everyone about how God had been moving and how we were gonna start a new church. We were able to meet one time together as this new church uh, there in, in the City Tribe Auditorium. And this meeting announced, in this meeting, we announced that we'd be getting started in July and then the pandemic hit. And like a lot of you, I didn't know what to do. The stress was causing me to lose sleep and I was climbing the walls feeling stuck at my house. We hoped that maybe this thing would blow over and we would be good to go by July. Spoiler alert, we weren't ready. Then I was terrified. How do you start a church when you can't meet up? How do you start a church when you can't see one another face to face? As we got closer and closer to the time that we were supposed to get started, I got a phone call from Doug. And he wanted to let me know that we weren't getting kicked out. He let me know that if me and Abel needed to stay on the City Tribe staff for longer than we had first said we were going to, then we could. They would find stuff for us to continue to do, and we could continue to be a part of that church. And to be honest, I kind of wanted to. I mean, everything was going crazy in the world, and City Tribe had been my home for almost a decade. Not only that, but Doug has been one of my spiritual mentors since I was in college, you know, like three years ago. So when I presented that option, I, I, I thought long and hard about it. Well, when I was presented that option, I thought long and hard about it. I mean, I knew what God had shown me and I knew what he wanted me to do, but would it be that bad if I just stayed in this place that I knew over here for just a little longer than what he said? Now, what about you? Have you ever found yourself in a spot like this? Have you ever felt like you knew what God wanted you to do, but it would be much safer over here? Have you ever felt like you knew what God wanted you to do, but you had no idea what it was going to look like on the other side? So instead of following through on what God said, you stayed put where it's safe. Or maybe you stayed in a situation that wasn't great, or it was a totally terrible situation, but it was the situation that you knew. Sometimes when everything is going crazy and our fear is creeping up on us, it can make it hard for us to listen up. Because fear can be loud. But that doesn't mean we need to stop. Because we know that no matter how loud the fear can get, God's words can change our lives. And we see this exact idea at work when we go into the Jewish scripture also known as the Old Testament. In the very first book of the Old Testament is an account of a man named Abr Abram and his wife Sarai. 
They were having trouble having a kid early on in their marriage, and it was something that they always struggled with. I mean, they were living a good life with the rest of their family, but they were looking for something more. And at one point, everything would change. So we'll take a look at God coming into Abram's life and turning it upside down. There it's written. The Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you gave me no children, Elizur of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Can you imagine God giving you a vision that big? I mean, it's not like the stuff that we're dealing with all the time where we're like, you know, getting this little thing or, or God even saying, go do a church. This is a lot. God is telling Abram, you will have this many descendants. And I know you're asking for like one kid, but you're going to end up with like this many. Now, to give you an idea, the current estimate of how many stars are in the known universe is 70 billion trillion. That's seven times 10 to the 22nd power. So Abram and Sarai are going to have a lot of descendants. But here's the problem. They get this word and time passed without a child. Actually, lots of time passed and they still didn't have a child of their own. Abram and his wife Sarah were getting old and they couldn't have this baby together. They were afraid that they wouldn't be able to ever conceive this child. The noise was getting louder in their own minds. All the fears and frustration and anger was just swirling around. They could probably hear exactly what it was saying. You'll never have a kid. God really didn't talk to you. And there's no way that you're good enough to have this kid that God promised you. The sad part is that these words they were hearing, they were probably very logical. They made sense because they had been so long and they still didn't have a kid. There was no hope in sight. It was at the point where not even hearing from God and thinking back on those words from God himself were enough to keep them faithful. So how did they deal with this? Well, they decided to take matters into their own hands. Let's take a look at Genesis 16. Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. Are you serious? Sleep with your wife's servant? This sounds like the plot of one of my grandma's telenovelas, you know, with the ones with like the super dramatic reactions where you see those gifts that are like, you know, excited or, or afraid in Spanish. You know, like, one of those. Now, to be fair, Abram and Sarai, this was a normal practice in that culture. If a wife couldn't bear a child, a maid would be given to the husband as a wife to create, create an heir for everything they owned, and the original wife would raise them as their own. Now, either way, in their fear, Abram and Sarah decided to take control of their situation themselves. They tried to make God's words come to fruition in their own way and in their own timing. Instead of waiting around for God to do something, they would do it their own way. 
God did promise an heir. So Abram and Sarai were just helping God along. Just, hey God, we found a shortcut. Don't worry, we, we got this. No miracle needed. Have you ever done this with God? Hey God, I'm just going to do it my way. I figured that if you wanted it to happen, you would have done it already, so now I'm going to do it. Or do you say like, I'm going to do it this way, God. Stop me if you don't want me to stop. Or stop me if you want me to stop, right? Or Abraham and Sarah, they're like, everybody else deals with this problem in this way, so I'm going to do the same thing that everyone else does, even though you told me something different. But when we do that, we're laying our faith down. When we take matters into our own hands, we aren't trusting that God will do what he said he would do. You can't have God's promises on your own timing. When you try and take one of God's promises upon yourself, well, then the responsibility is with you. When you do that, that word, that future blessing, now becomes a curse because it's up to you to make it happen. And we have to be better. Waiting on God's timing is an important part of faith. With Abram and Sarai, as you can imagine, having a baby with your wife's servant wasn't the best solution. In fact, it made things even more complicated. This strained Abram's relationship with Sarai and it even compromised his purpose. He was going to start a family with great distinction, but here he has a child from another woman. But that child never becomes Abram's true heir. And it's because of this that there are consequences to doing things our own way. And those consequences continue to create problems in this world to this very day. The impact is still felt in the Middle East. Much of the rivalry and violence you see between Israel and Palestine started here. All because of Abram and Sarai's fear. Now after the debacle, God comes back to Abram and he gets an upgrade. Abram has a new name. He's now Abraham because he will be the father of many nations. And so does Sarai. She gets a new name too because she will be the mother of many nations. Kings of nations will be a part of her descendants. Which is crazy because Abraham is now 99 years old and Sarah is 90. God would also tell them that within a year, Sarah would be pregnant. It was so ridiculous to them that at that point, Sarah laughed, literally laughed at what God was telling her. Which is where we can find ourselves sometimes too, right? When God tells us to do something, we laugh at how ridiculous it is. Because there is no way that we can make it happen. No way. But remember, nothing is too big for God. So I want to jump back into the story of Akua that we got started. You know, Doug's telling me that we'll be taken care of. And I think it's fair, and I'm thinking that this might be an amazing blessing that God has set up for us. So I go back into prayer just to make sure. But you know what? As I'm asking all these questions about what to do and what the right way is, I don't get what I'm looking for. Because instead of getting me an answer to all these questions that I have, God asked me a question, which is weird because I didn't have any answers. So during that time, God asked me, do you trust my timing? Oh, I knew exactly what that meant. So in my fear, in the middle of all this noise, I pushed back on what God was saying to me. I was like, yeah, 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 sure, God. Yeah, I trust your timing, but look at what is happening. How are we going to build a community in all of this? How are we going to make this work? How can I possibly get this thing going? And once again, he answered back with that same question. Do you trust my timing? So Abel and I left City Tribe and started doing online services at Akuo. And throughout this whole process, God has always provided. 
He's always given us exactly what we need, whether it's resources, people, or places to link to. We always have what we need. And what's really nice to think about is that it was a year ago to this week that we met in person for a service for the very first time. Remember, we, we brought toys and, and blankets last year. And it was on that day that I was able to look out and really start to get a good understanding of what God was building. And I'm so thankful for all of you all the time. God has always shown up. And when we listen up, God will change our lives. I mean, he changed Abraham and Sarah's life. Just as he said, God's word came true. Sarah and Abraham had their first child, a boy named Isaac. Now, can you imagine the elation, the joy? Isaac was their miracle child. He was the fulfillment of the cause that Abraham and Sarah were given. Their life's work was complete, but their legacy and bloodline would live on way past them. Remember God said that Sarah would have kings among her descendants, and that was true. And we can read all of that in the first-hand account written by Matthew, a disciple and friend of Jesus. There he writes about the genealogy of Jesus. There he writes, this is a record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. You see, God wasn't lying. Abraham and Sarah had kings among their descendants. They had one of the most famous kings of Israel in David, and that eventually led all the way to the one that would be known as the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus. This was all part of God's plan. It wasn't an accident. God made sure that Jesus would be a part of this. And here's what is even more amazing. All of those thousands of years ago when God was talking to Abraham about more descendants than stars in the sky, he's talking about us. Because when we believe in Jesus and what he did here on this earth, we are welcomed into Abraham's family. We're welcomed into God's family. It's that easy. When you simply believe, you become as special as one of the stars in the sky. Now, to officially join this family, all you have to do is have a simple conversation with Jesus. We'd call that a prayer. So in that prayer, all you have to do is tell him that you believe in him and what he did. That's all. And to help you out, I'm going to ask all of our Akuo community to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community with you to pray. So if you are interested in joining this family today, just go ahead and bow your head and pray something like this with me. Jesus, I, I just want to say that I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. I accept everything that comes along with that. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Well, let's just keep our heads bowed. And whether you've been a believer in Jesus for the last five seconds or the last five decades, and you want him to help you push your fears aside and listen up, go ahead and pray something like this with me. Just say, Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice for me. Thank you for everything that you did. Thank you for your unending grace and forgiveness. Jesus, quiet down the fear that I am listening to right now. Jesus, let me hear your voice. Help me listen up to you. Jesus, let your words change my life. Thank you for everything. I love you. And we pray all of these things in your mighty, awesome, loving, and graceful name, Jesus. Amen.
Now, before you go, there are a few things that I do wanna share with you uh, before you head out. Now, the first thing I wanna talk about is, is how amazing of a turnout we had for all the new toys for the families at CAM Serves. Now, if you didn't get a chance to drop them off today, you can drop them off directly to CAM this week. Now, guys, we are starting to develop a reputation. We are starting to be known as a church that people can turn to and make something happen without a lot of time to do it. Because of that, I got an email from one of the employees at CAM, and she was reaching out to me to let me know that CAM is gonna be throwing a Christmas party for all of their homeless clients. And they wanted to see if we could provide 130 bags for them to hand out. Each bag will need to have some gloves, socks, a knit cap, water, and a snack. So we're asking you guys to help out in a few different ways. We're asking you to bring individually wrapped snacks next Sunday so we can have plenty of food to stuff into the bags. And if we have leftovers, we're just gonna give them over to the camp. Second, we're gonna need help stuffing 130 bags with all those things. So right now we're looking for a time and place to get that done. But here's the kicker to all this. Cam is having their party on December the 17th, which is next Friday, which means we need the snacks by next week and we need to bag all the items next week. So we will have times and dates to help us bag. We're gonna let you know about all that. So just be stay tuned to our social media for right now. Now this is such a great thing that we are being recognized as a group of people that are willing to link to our community. So let's keep it going. And the reason that we are able to link to a community in ways like this is because all of you are so generous. You're generous uh, with your community by, by linking to them, and you're also generous here at Akuo, and we so appreciate that. Now, one of the ways that you can be generous here at Akuo is by practicing the biblical method called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Guys, we know that when you trust God with anything, there's blessing. And when you trust God with resources, there's blessing as well. Now that might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family. And if things are tough for you, we wanna be able to help you. We wanna be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, let us know. All you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the contact us link. You can also send me an email directly at humby.sedveta at akuo.church. Or you can also text or call the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to tithe here at Akuo Church, the way that you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. And when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. If you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. Box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, guys, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know I love you so much, we love you so much, and we are praying for you all week long. So before we go, just let me pray over you one last time. So Jesus says, Everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV, and puts away their phone. I pray that you would continue to speak to them. I pray that they would be able to hear you in the best way possible. Jesus, I pray that you would push aside the, the noise and the, the pain that comes with the fear that they're hearing this world right now, and that they would just be able to tune in on you. 
but to be able to lean into you just a little bit more and a little bit better. We thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.